He knocked around the Lower East Side with his belt tightened and his eyes open, always looking for an entrance to the maze at the heart of which lay wealth and prestige. His first chance came when his roommate, Jan Pelnik, a messenger boy on the New York Stock Exchange, put himself temporarily out of action with a sausage garnished with salmonella. Henrik, deputed to report his friend's mishap to the chief messenger, upgraded food poisoning to tuberculosis and talked himself into the ensuing vacancy. He then changed his room, donned a new uniform, lost a friend, and gained a job. Most of the messages Henrik delivered during the early twenties read, Bye, for this was a boom era. He watched men make more money in a week on the stock exchange than he could make in a lifetime on his salary. He set about learning how to master the stock exchange. He listened to private conversations, opened sealed messages, and found out which closed company reports to study. By the age of eighteen, he had four years' experience of Wall Street, four years which, to Henrik Matelski, were the equivalent of a master's degree from the Harvard Business School. One morning, in July 1927, he was delivering a message from Halgarten & Co., a well-established brokerage house, making his usual detour via the washroom. He would lock himself into a cubicle, study the message he was carrying, and if the information was of value, telephone Witold Gronowicz, an old Pole who managed a small insurance firm for his fellow countrymen. Henrik reckoned to pick up an extra $25 a week for the inside knowledge he supplied. Sitting on the lavatory seat, Henrik realised that this time he was reading a message of considerable importance. The governor of Texas was about to grant the Standard Oil Company permission to complete a pipeline from Chicago to Mexico. The market was aware that the company had been trying to obtain this final permission for nearly a year, but the general view was that the governor would turn it down. The message was to be passed to John D. Rockefeller's broker, Tucker Anthony, immediately. The granting of this permission to build a pipeline would open up the entire North to a ready supply of oil and that could only mean increased profits. It was obvious to Henrik that Standard Oil stock must steadily rise on the market once the news had broken, especially as Standard Oil already controlled 90% of the oil refineries in America. In normal circumstances, Henrik would have sent this information to Mr. Gronowicz, and was about to do so when he noticed a rather overweight man who was also leaving the washroom drop a piece of paper. Henrik picked it up and retreated back into his cubicle, thinking that at best it would reveal another piece of information. In fact, it was a cheque for $50,000 made out to cash from a Mrs. Rose Rennick. Henrik left the washroom at speed and cashed the cheque at the Morgan Bank on Wall Street, knowing that in his uniform as a messenger at the exchange, he would easily pass as a carrier for some distinguished firm. He then returned to the exchange and acquired from a floor broker 2,500 standard oil shares at 19 and 7 dollars, leaving himself $126.61 change after brokerage charges. He placed this in a checking account with the Morgan Bank, then waited in tense anticipation for the announcement. Next day, with trembling hands, he bought the first edition of the Wall Street Journal, the news shrieking at him in banner headlines, 
Governor grants oil pipeline rights to Rockefeller. Giddy and elated, Henrik arrived for work as usual at 8 a.m. As soon as the stock exchange opened officially, he went over to the Morgan Bank and requested a loan of $50,000 against the security of his 2,500 Standard Oil shares, which had opened that morning at twenty-one and a quarter dollars. He placed the loan in his checking account and instructed the bank to issue him a draft for $50,000 to Mrs. Rose Rennick. He left the bank and looked up the address and telephone number of his unwitting benefactor. Henrik recited his well-rehearsed story. There'd been an unfortunate mistake with her cheque, which had been wrongly credited to his firm at the stock exchange. His boss had instructed him to return the cheque immediately and to say how much they regretted the error. Mrs. Rennick was only too pleased to have her money returned. Henrik began to relax.